What's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of GCC Talk, the monthly podcast from Grace Community Church here in Crossville, Tennessee. Today, we are entering into another day in the Word. Last month, we looked at 1 John 1, and today we're going to be looking at 1 John 2. Um, So we're just going to be carrying that along. And as always, I am joined by the amazing Teresa Breeding. Oh, hello. I thought you were talking about Jessica. (laughs) You're amazing, too. Yeah, everyone's amazing. (laughs) And my amazingly beautiful wife, Jessica. Hello. And I'm Jeff, and we're going to be looking at 1 John 2 today and talking all about that. So, Teresa, would you like to kick off and read the the first few verses for us? Yes. 1 John 2, verse 1. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. We know that we have come to him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Dear friends, I am not writing you a new command, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. This old command is the message you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and in you, because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light, and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. All right. So let's take a look, Jess. What do you? What jumped out to you? What kind of spoke to you in that first uh, first section? Well, I, th- I thought it was interesting. Like in verse one, it says, um, "I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one." To me, it's basically um, reiterating that. We won't be disowned if we are if we mm-hmm. sin. Like we don't have mm-hmm. to feel like we will that we've you know fallen away from God and because mm-hmm. sin is a problem even for Christians, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's okay if we sin because right. you know Jesus, right, right, <laughs> right. We're we're not disowned, but we ha- we have an advocate that goes before us to the Father, right, right. Uh, and I think that goes along talking about the um, the perfect person uh, of Jesus. That he can go before and be the advocate, just like he was, you know, on the cross. He came and took our place on the cross because mm-hmm. of the perfect life he lived. And then he goes before us, even in the midst of our sin today, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, he goes and he's still our advocate to the mm-hmm. Father. And it, I mean, they thought it was important enough to put that in the very first verse, mm-hmm. you know, in the very first part of this letter is to remind people of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Which John kind of has to, because he goes kind of clear like the uh not the opposite way but he starts telling them you know how bad their sin is Mm -hmm. and how to tell and just like even the way they live and what that says about their life and their relationship with jesus Mm -hmm. and i would say a lot of this is still true today Mm -hmm. um and and he knows i think jumping in verse three says we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands so if we actually follow jesus this is something that i feel like people miss at salvation it's not just i make jesus my savior it's i make him my lord yes that means i actually follow him Mm -hmm. i do what he does i act how he acts i do as he says to follow is to make him lord of my life Right. Um, which is just a completely correct way of saying I make him the master of my life. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that as followers of Jesus, we need to actually do that. Follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not that we're not going to mess up, mm-hmm. but when we mess up, 
it's because we messed up. Mm-hmm. It's right. not because we just weren't following or yeah. not, you know, mm-hmm. we and, still try. Right. right. And I love how he like, he writes that, like he gives encouragement in the beginning of the chapter and then it does kind of, you'll see in <laughs> yeah. the middle of the chapter, it's not, you know, the most encouraging things mm-hmm. that he's saying, but then by the end, there's more encouragement. Yeah. And I think that John was trying not to discourage people, mm-hmm. but to really just tell the truth, you know? Yeah. Right. And I think there's a lot of like truth just in the term mess up mm-hmm. because mess up when you mess up. And even in, in verse one, he says, um, let me find it. I, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate to the father. Mm-hmm. Whenever we're talking about a Christian messing up, we're talking about messing up. Mm-hmm. But so, so often people want to live a life of sin. Therefore, it's not messing up. That's just everyday right. life. Exactly. <laughs> right. Habitual. Exactly. That's just life. Your life is a mm-hmm. sin. And, and that's very different. A Christian should follow Jesus to the extent that sometimes we mess up because it's not how we normally live. Mm-hmm. And right. in the first verse, it's expected. Right. Like it's already right. expected that there is going to be times when you mess mm-hmm. up. Absolutely. You know? Right. Be. Because because God hates sin, but he loves us. Right. And we can still, we as Christians, we hate sin, mm-hmm. but we can still sin. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, Paul said that, you know, whatever he wanted to do, he didn't do. And whatever right. he didn't want to do, he did do. Yeah. And that's, you know, part of, Christianity, I think. Right. right, exactly. It's part of being a fallen people, you know? Right. Yeah. And the fact that you're going through that battle shows that you love God and you want to please mm-hmm. God or there mm-hmm. wouldn't be a battle. Right. 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 I, I remember, I swear this is one of the first sermons I ever heard Pastor Dennis preach. Uh, it was like when we were going through the Romans series, you know, way back when uh, he read a verse. And I want to say it was in Romans 1, um, but it was that if you keep going after your sin, God will give you over to your sin. Mm-hmm. And, and then you won't have... Um, like a conviction for it. You won't have remorse for it. It'll just be, you won't even feel bad about what you do. And that's, and, and essentially you've chosen your sin as your God, mm-hmm. whether yes. than the God. And, and that's somewhere as Christians, we need to reflect. We have to say, is there something that I am w- willing to argue against the Bible about? <laughs> because if so, that sin has now become your God. Mm-hmm. And the God of the Bible, Yahweh, Yeshua, that, that's not your God any longer. That sin is. Right. And we have to get past that. And then, hold everything else of this world, the sins, the addictions, the temptations, the joys, the pleasures, we have to hold those in account to the Bible. How do they stack up? Does the Bible say they're wrong? Then they're wrong. No questions about it. Push them off the table. It doesn't matter anymore. That's right. Because right. you can't just tear those pages out. You can't, you can't <laughs> right. tear those out. That's not how this works. No. Right. Um, yeah. So if, if God is God, then he has to always be God. Yes. In the midst of the sin that we don't want to get rid of. Right. Okay, Teresa, did anything? It was a lot on the first verse. It was a lot on the first first, verse. Yeah. Did did you want to share anything uh, that stuck out to you in those first few verses? Um. I know we talked about a lot, but I never got gave you the chance to just speak about anything else. You can, I can do. You can think, and I can take it off. You can pass. pass. Okay. I'll just leave it because I can end before Jeff asks you. That works. Okay, Jess, do you want to start reading uh, at verse twelve and on? I am writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, 
love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Something I feel like maybe we should have said at the beginning and I forgot is we are reading out of NIV. So if you want to be reading along with mm-hmm. us, yeah. you can pull up your Bible app and go to NIV. Right. Um, Teresa, anything and that you want to talk about? Well, in those first few verses that she just read, it it says, you know, I'm writing to you, dear children. I'm writing mm-hmm. to you, fathers. I'm writing to you, young men. And he's saying, I'm writing to you at all the different stages in life, at all the different stages in faith. This is for you. Mm-hmm. He wants to encourage us no matter how far along we are, um, that that we're making progress, that whether we're baby Christians or we're more mature Christians, this word is for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's repetitive. I mean, mm-hmm. 12 and 13 are pretty much the same thing as 13 or as uh, 14 is like he mm-hmm. repeats himself. Again. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, I feel like that's Im- important because he's like, hey, in case you didn't get it the first two times <laughs> or the first time I said, it, I'm going to say it again. Right. <laughs> I'm talking to you. This is who I'm talking to. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I like on the on the very last one, because so he kind of like reiterates himself the you know, I'm writing to your dear children, to your fathers, to your young men. And then he comes back down in the very last one. He says, I'm writing to young men because you are strong and the word of God lives in you and you have overcome the evil one. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I think there's there's just power in that, that when the word of God lives in you, you then can overcome the evil one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that the attacks that the evil one throws at you, that, that, that those things, they, they don't stand up to the word of God when it's in you. Mm hmm. And he has confidence in these people that he's writing mm-hmm. to and uh, and right. ultimately in us that that they can overcome because mm-hmm. of Jesus. Yeah. Right. I was gonna say one interesting thing I thought is it says, do not love the world or anything in the world. Yet just a few verses ago, he said that if you do not love your neighbor, mm-hmm. <laughs> then the love of God is not in you. Hmm. And so I think maybe he's talking about a little something different than relationships. Then necessarily relationships or, mm-hmm. or the world itself. And he, he kind of gives that away. I think it's in verse 16 where he talks about the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Mm-hmm. I think he's talking about the sin nature of the world. Right. 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 That, that, that sinfulness. And we kind of talked about that a few minutes ago that, you know, when we love our sin more than God, then it then becomes our God. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that's what he's saying here is, is that if we love the world the, the sinfulness of the world, the, the pleasures of the world, the temptations of the world. Mm-hmm. If we fall in love with those, then the love for the Father is not in us. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The world is such a hard concept mm-hmm. to, to understand because I think so many times when we say the world, mm-hmm. yeah. people think that we're talking about earth mm-hmm. and that we're talking right. about people yeah. and, the, and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. And, and it's, it's anything really in the world is anything that's not, spiritual mm-hmm. right yeah. and I, I think it kind of yeah. to me it, it felt like it was saying like neighbor is different as in like those are that's god created like mm-hmm. our neighbor regardless of how we feel about them and how they think and stuff like right. that they are god created you know mm-hmm. god made them and made them who they are mm-hmm. and um but like whenever it talks about specifics about the world those are like the, the things that it lists are things that are um kind of man-made mm-hmm. you know what i mean right. does that make sense <laughs> but like they're they're kind of like man-centered like mm-hmm. you know the lust of the eyes and um what else? the lust of the eyes and the pride of life and mm-hmm. things like that so those are kind <laughs> of yeah. like man created whereas like he's not saying don't love he's wanting you to love his creation mm-hmm. 
not the things that his creation necessarily created. Right. right. Things like right. that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's an absolute difference there in in what John is telling us to love. Because multiple times he tells us to love stuff, and now he's telling us not to love. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and I think that comes down to, I don't. in my brain, I'm thinking of it as, like, things that are going to distract you from God. Oh, yeah. And and so, I mean, I think we, we've talked about that before on the podcast, that, like, sin can be anything that separates you from God. We can make an idol out of absolutely anything. Exactly. I mean, you you can you can make an idol out of Bible study if you uh-huh. you put your knowledge ahead of your relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I think that when we're talking here, the world, we're talking about that, yeah, like man-made things and, and things that are going to separate and distance us from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that when we love those things, then we don't have love for the Father because mm-hmm. ultimately that should be the pinnacle of our love. The pinnacle of our attention is the Father. It should mm-hmm. be God. Yeah, I think sometimes too, like in the world we live in, people can misconstrue loving your neighbor mm-hmm. as as in that you have to, that you love them before you love God mm-hmm. in a sense. You know, like yeah. that, that you are much more willing to please them because you think that's how you're loving. Loving yeah. them is by... Like accepting them and mm-hmm. accepting things that you shouldn't, even though your relationship with God should be greater than that. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll start reading in verse 18 and we get a little fun section here. <laughs> yeah. Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is truly the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. As for you, see that you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you will also remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it taught you, remain in him. And now, dear children, continue in him, so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at, the, at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. All right, there was a lot to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a lot of words we don't hear very often. Um, <laughs> Teresa, what what did, what did you get? The what? Antichrist. Antichrist, yes. <laughs> that was a big one. <laughs> but he talks about many Antichrists, mm-hmm. and I think that kind of... Uh, is alarming mm-hmm. yeah but <laughs> yeah but oh there's lots <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um that's really just referring to people who claim to be christians mm-hmm. but are actually working against christ and teaching things that are that aren't biblical mm-hmm. and and luring weaker christians away so i think it's our responsibility as christians to teach and to protect those mm-hmm. weaker christians yeah yeah, absolutely. And if we remember in the last chapter, he he talked about the false teachers, some of the stuff that he mentioned 
uh, was about the false teachers of that time trying to lead um, these young Christians astray. And yeah, I, I agree. I think that's what he's talking about right now with the Antichrist that have come are those that are the false teachers that are teaching that Jesus is not the Messiah, that are teaching that, you know, that Jesus didn't do what he said. Um, a, lot of, a lot of those false teachers at that time believed um, believed that Jesus was only spiritual, that he was never actually a physical being, therefore, you know, he couldn't. Um, and so he was, John right now is talking um, talking about them as being antichrist, as people trying to lead us straight. Now, we know of the the antichrist, like in the book right. of Revelation. Yeah. That's, yeah, I think that's, this, yeah. the what the kind of the definition of this one is very much more just kind of what it says, mm-hmm. an anti, a person who is antichrist. Right. So, yeah. right. Yeah. Against Christ. Yeah. Right, or right. And, but and, in the end, the, the antichrist I mean, as Christians, we don't have to be afraid of him either because mm-hmm. we'll we'll recognize him. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think that's a fear that Christians have is the Antichrist will come and we won't know and we'll mm-hmm. be fooled. Right. But true Christians will not be fooled. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We, we also see here, if I remember correctly, he, he does mention. Yeah. So as he's talking about the Antichrist, he says, this is how we know is last hour. They went out from us talking about the Antichrist, mm-hmm. um, but they did not really belong to us. And, and so I do feel like there's maybe a specific group of people he's talking about here. The readers may know exactly who he's talking about. Oh, yeah, that's, you know, Bartholomew. He's not a good <laughs> dude. Like, we, we don't know. But um, John is talking about someone's very specific here. But I, that does not mean that we don't have these versions of Antichrist today. Mm-hmm. And people it's interesting may, to note that mm-hmm. that they were were part of them. And mm-hmm. they went out from them. And they went out from mm-hmm. them, yeah. Yeah, So because I think sometimes we think of like evil people, quote unquote, mm-hmm. evil people are people who are not, right, who like never have it. anything to do they're with God. They're out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, <laughs> they're not out there. They're yeah. they're part of us, they too, are, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll masquerade themselves as angels of light. They I mean, they will, will. They will look like something good. I mean, most of the time false teachers aren't out here teaching Darwinian evolution. <laughs> right. They're teaching a false gospel. They make you think you're following Jesus, but really you're following their teaching. Right. right. And and that's how the Antichrist will come. It will not be in direct opposition to Christianity. It will try to mask itself as Christianity. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it'll lead you astray to following some other idol that doesn't, a, a God of their own made minds mm-hmm. and not the God of the Bible. But that's not to say that we won't recognize that. Too. Right. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. As, as Christians, that's one reason we should definitely be in the Bible because we... Exactly. So that we can. <laughs> yeah. Someone can't teach you falsely if they're teaching from the Bible. But exactly. we have to know the Bible. You have to know the Bible. <laughs> yeah, you have to know the Bible to understand what's false teaching and what's not. Like, mm-hmm. right. I mean, that when when I was growing up, we didn't go to church very often. Well, <laughs> very rarely. Mm-hmm. And but when we did, my mom would always say, "You go home and you read your Bible. You make mm-hmm. sure that what they said was in there, mm-hmm. right? You know." And I and we we get a lot of people here at Grace that. They come from a background where they were taught things, and yeah. they and they tell us, "Well, the Bible says," and we're like, like "No, no. <laughs> chapter verse, baby, chapter verse." Right, <laughs> but they've been taught yeah. these things, and it's things oftentimes that will turn them against mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. and it's not there. It's not there, yeah. And I mean, it, just confusion in and of itself mm-hmm. has a has a pull. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be confused. And sometimes if I'm confused, then I just don't want to listen about it or mm-hmm. learn about it or research it anymore because it's too confusing. Mm-hmm. And I think or that it makes me feel foolish and I right. don't want to feel foolish. Right. So. And like mm-hmm. 2020, that's the one thing that I could put on this <laughs> this year is confusion. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's hard to know, right. you know, what what is right and what is wrong yeah. sometimes. Well, in verse 20, it talks about the anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. And the anointing from the Holy One is the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. and He lives inside of us. And I I often refer to Him as my conscience Mm -hmm. because 
because he lives in me, I know right from wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I can justify my sin to you all oh, day yeah. long. Right. <laughs> but I know it's wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately. <laughs> Ultimately, I right. know it's wrong. I might not admit it to you. Right. <laughs> but I know it's wrong because the Holy Spirit yeah. convicts me of it. Mm-hmm. And I right. think that it, that that is a good way of thinking of things too, because I've been in just interactions with people that I've walked away from and then been convicted of them. Like I shouldn't have said that that way, or I shouldn't have, you know, I was I looking like Jesus to mm-hmm. those people, and, right. and that that's how the Holy Spirit convicts me too. Mm-hmm. With yeah, that. and I do think speaking of that, that's that's the probably the primary way that we will know the Antichrist mm-hmm. or or even a false teacher is is that the Holy Spirit will be there and will convict us. And, and I feel like we'll have something inside of us that's like, that just doesn't quite sound right. Mm-hmm. And that does not mean these false teachings will not appeal to the flesh, because I believe they will. Oh, yeah. They will appeal to the flesh, and, and a large part of you will want to believe them. Mm-hmm. But somewhere inside, I think the Holy Spirit will be giving you discernment in yes. knowing what is what is yeah. true and false. Yes. I also think that it is important to like to look into things that make you feel that way Mm -hmm. um because because like i'm thinking of so if you're watching like pastors online which i mean a lot of us are Mm -hmm. doing these days Mm -hmm. um and then you see something that doesn't necessarily line up with what you thought Mm -hmm. understood that the bible said then it's important to make sure that you actually see the context of what was being said because somebody can manipulate that and make it seem like it's something that isn't so like you could have this false idea of Mm -hmm. a pastor when that's not what they meant and what yeah. they intended. And it's just like kind of how, how it appeared to you. Yeah. Well, and two, it's scary. I think if, if you're a new Christian, then you should really lean on your pastor and your spiritual leaders in mm-hmm. your church to direct you to different things that you should listen to that you can have confidence in. Right. Because I know, you know, when we're preparing for a lesson or we're preparing mm-hmm. for a certain, it's like I'm preparing for a lesson um, on Jabez mm-hmm. and I, I was studying it, so I listened to a lot of different pastors do sermons on them. Mm-hmm. And literally yesterday I was listening to a pastor. I'm like 30 minutes in, mm-hmm. and he starts this stuff, and I'm like, nope. nope. <laughs> and yeah. I turn yeah. it off, and I was – and, it, you know, I, yeah. it wasn't that bad before that. But then what he was teaching was absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. But – and you I wouldn't think, have known that had you not right, read the story. You know right. what I mean? Had I not read it for myself mm-hmm. and studied it for myself and I knew it for myself. Mm-hmm. But but what if I hadn't? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, and yeah. that's so scary. Mm-hmm. Right. So you really mm-hmm. need to make sure you're listening to things that can be trusted. Right. Because you can you can Google and find all kinds of stuff. And mm-hmm. That's oh, yeah. scary. Yeah. It is. Yeah. The yeah. Antichrist are out there. Right? I know, right there. <laughs> yeah, abs- absolutely. Well, just even with us in Genesis right now, we're doing so much studying and stuff for our sermons. I can't tell you how many like, you know, sermons I've went and listened to and, and a quarter of the way through, I'm like, I don't no. know that this is true. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm not yeah. buying into I'm that. I'm not buying into that. <laughs> I mean, we've even bought yeah. lessons before for like youth groups yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And then like Jeff's read over and been like, Mm. I don't. I don't necessarily know if there if that's their intention or right. if you know what I mean. But he's just like, it's not. I don't. There's a lot of conjecture here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I prefer my Bible lessons to come from the Bible. Yeah, personally, <laughs> like, you know, this me. one is this mm. is someone's opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, right. And yeah. and that's that's common too for right. pastors to to. Yeah. Dennis always has told us if you're stating your opinion. Mm-hmm. Tell us it's your opinion. Make it very clear from the beginning. Right. It's okay to say this is my opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not okay to teach your opinion like it's a fact. Like it's a fact. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. Right. 
like certain things taught in schools. So anyway, um, <laughs> not, not going to yeah. go into that. So. <laughs> it's outside that the scope of this podcast. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's funny. We watched, a, we watched a movie at the youth group um, called Case for Christ, and he's a journalist. And one of their phrases like in journalism is, um, if your mom says she loves you, check it out. And, and so it's, it's kind of their idea in journalism. <laughs> they, trust, they trust no one. So anything right. that they hear, they want to prove. Yes. And I would almost say the same thing after you get done listening to a sermon. Check it out. Yeah. Check yeah. it out. I mean, yeah. it, really, searching for the truth isn't that hard. All the truth is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Just go back and read what you were taught, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And because you're you're being taught too what the what the Lord spoke to that mm-hmm. to that person who's speaking to that pastor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you go back and read it for yourself, then you get to hear what God has to say to you. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I think that's why. Like, I mean, look at Dennis. He's taught the same Bible for for such a long time here, and 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 still gets more and different things out of it just how yes. god is speaking to him in that season and, and yeah and to see him like excited still mm-hmm. about right. the things that god's teaching right like i assure yeah. you guys this is not his first time through genesis <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, okay? yeah. <laughs> and and god is still speaking and so absolutely get in the word get in the bible and 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 check it out yes mm-hmm. but all right guys that is our look at first john chapter two you guys see that bible studies they don't have to be super formal it doesn't, mm-hmm. you don't have to have a commentary and 18 dictionaries out. It's like, <laughs> read the Bible, talk about what it seems like it's saying. What do you think it's saying to you? Um, maybe do some searches, talk it over with a friend. That's been a lot of fun. It's just us yeah. doing it here together. Write yeah. down questions mm-hmm. that you may have and bring it up with somebody who's, yeah. you know, who you can talk to about right. it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. But that's going to do it for this episode. We will be doing first John three in the next one. So be sure to stay tuned, follow the podcast if you're not already. Um, then you'll see that one, but we're going to go ahead and call it here. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.